Today on Parent Time, we talk robots and synthesizers as we chat to Luke Ferguson, the parent portion of children's rock trio Battlebird, on Benny asking people questions. My next guest landed on the children's music scene approximately two years ago with the hit Ho 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 Let's Go, released by ABC Music, a song written and recorded with his son Elliot. The pair have gone on to become an unexpected hit in the children's music scene, bringing back hip-hop, 80s pop and a whole swag of genres to the table. I am, a talk, I am of course talking about Battlebird and I'm joined via Skype by the dad portion of the band, Luke Ferguson. Hi Luke, how are you? Good, how are you going? Thanks um, for uh, having me on. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. Um, I just want to start with right at the actual start of Battlebird, because um, my understanding uh, is that it came about as a bit of a project for or with Elliot? Yeah, it's, a, it's an odd one, because initially, I mean, I've been doing music on and off for 20-odd years or so, but um, uh, Elliot would have been probably four years old, four or five, it just kind of... Um, started school and was um it wasn't struggling so much but it was a kind of inherited the shy gene from uh, myself and sure. my wife i think um so i thought music might be a kind of a nice way for us to um you know kind of do a little bit of bonding in the in the garage and for just to bring him out of his shell a little bit so we kind of we just kind of goofed around in the garage for a good three or four months just um filming and mucking around with old keyboards that I've collected over the years and kind of old, old drum machine, like uh, boss drum machines and things like that. Kind of wrote some lyrics to make each other laugh, essentially. Um, and then we thought we would film a video to go with it. But we actually, it was strange because we never actually thought it would go beyond, it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but we didn't never thought it would go beyond yeah, sure immediate friends and family sort of thing. We, it was more a way of just getting Elliot to get his confidence up. Um, and it was going to be a, a show and tell pretty much at school. That was what we were aiming for, to go in with a song for show and tell or a video for show and tell. Did it work? I mean, is it, did it, did it, did you see an immediate improvement with him at school or? Oh, absolutely. It was more like a, um, a quiet confidence, I guess. Um, knowing that he sure. had this kind of, not a secret, but he had this kind of talent that um, he was doing something that he that he knew he was aware that it wasn't, you know, the regular, the regular thing. Are you ready, Lucky Luke? I sure am. What about you, kid? Uh huh. And you screwed up. Well, alright then. Let's go. Was music because you were like, well, I have this that I can share with him, or did he show interest in it in the first place, or? Uh, it's a funny one actually because we, I mean, I've listened to music, you know, we've had music in the car ever since Elliot was a, you know, a, a baby pretty much. Um, and I've always been drawn to uh, bands with like a really super strong aesthetic, like Beastie Boys are probably my, my favorite band of all time. Um, Della Soul. So you've got these super strong kind of um, awesome video clips of robots fighting each other. Mm-hmm. You've got. Uh, so I'd, I'd kind of expose, Elliot's been exposed to that since he was pretty young. Um, he has been into music, as you know, would, would listen to a lot of stuff in the car. He'd have his certain certain bands and certain songs he'd love. He loved MIA, actually, was one, yeah, right. one of the MIA and Yacht. Um, so I'd be kind of testing, I'd be playing him songs and see which ones he'd respond to. And it was usually the ones with the super, super kind of pop melodies, hooky, um, you know, hooky synth lines and stuff like that. 
um, and and the Beastie Boys. I mean, they, you know, they're rapping yeah. about intergalactic plan. They got the robot vocoder, <laughs> and Daft Punk is absolutely mad for ever since he was like two years old. Uh, so it, it, uh, there's been a music's been a strong thing ever since he was a kid. So he's been into it, and then I've got you know with a garage full of toys and robots and things like that to make noise. It's kind of you know it's it's pretty much a given that at some point he's going to get stuck into that. So. Because he's he's uh, is he seven or eight now? How old's? Uh, he just turned nine. Actually, just turned nine. Does he is he even remotely conscious of how fortunate and what a Trevor trove he a treasure trove he has just in his garage, or is well, he look, completely he, oblivious to it? No, no, I think he has an inkling, particularly when we invite you know invites his friends over, and they freak out because we've got. <laughs> Pinball machines in there. We've got every single gaming console, pretty much ever. I think he. I think he's pretty aware. Like we, we go out, you know, to garage sales and trash and treasure on the weekend, looking for all the, you know, the crappy Casios that nobody wants anymore. That's kind of, that's what we're after. We're just after, you know, the if it looks shiny and looks awesome and colourful and it's, you know, made in the eighties, um, yeah, we're <laughs> all about it. <laughs> Does it? It must be. Like having two kids under five myself, it must be um, it must be incredible having the opportunity to actually perform with him. Like, I'm thinking particularly at that age when you started around four or five, or and and even six. You know, he's still really there's still that real young, wide-eyed. Everything's new. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like playing music with your child when you're in your seventies and they're forty. Yeah, you've sort of. You've sort of both passed through that sort of <laughs> disgruntled. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> totally, but he's like it's all brand new for him, and I'd imagine you as a father that mu- it must be really uh, personally. I can imagine it's quite overwhelming having those moments when you get to share that with him. Oh, it's it's the best the best feeling. We've been making music and videos since he was four, pretty much. So uh, kids are the gauge that you're getting older, pretty much. So um, we lo- I look back videos we filmed four years ago, and he just looks so so tiny. Yeah. Um, and it's great having that kind of document, or you know, documenting his kind of growth as a kid as well. But um, being able to perform with him is just like it's unbeatable. It's it keep it makes things exciting. Um, I'm very conscious that it's you know I'm not kind of pushing him into doing anything he doesn't want to do. He he's just he's up for it. He loves it, and it's it's so nice to. Uh, the very first time we played actually was a festival in Maruya. We didn't actually play live for it until 2015. Was our first show, um, and I remember we were sitting backstage, and it was the backstage area was only like two feet. We were kind of wedged behind our backdrops, and um, the back of the stage, and and I think he must have sensed that I was a little bit kind of um, getting a little bit uh, nervous or something. And he reached over and he's like, don't worry, Dad. No, we'll be fine. We're practice. We're going to kill him. I'm like, all right. If you say so. <laughs> if you say so. So pretty much since, since then it's been he's kind of hit the, you know, hit the stage. It's, you know, he's, he's completely comfortable. And the fact that he gets to do it with um, his cousin, Oliver. Yeah. He, he's become, uh, you know, a uh, pretty much a member of Battlebird as well. He helps out with kind of the sound and the lighting. Um, 
and then um, gets up on stage and busts out a few old school raps with um with, with Elliot. So it's great seeing the two of them together. It's it's just it's, it's a it's a family affair. So yeah. it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's great. Does Mum get involved at all? Absolutely. She um she sings on a couple of the tracks. Yep, sure. She mans a mean merch stand. <laughs> yeah, and she uh, she comes on the road. Yeah, she's uh, whenever we head on head on the road, we've got a big big family in tow. We've got um, Oliver's mum as well, aunties from uh, Auntie Yanni from uh, Sydney. So it's there's usually a posse of about you know nine or ten of us. Oh, and we've got a, a good mate um, Saul uh, down in Bermagui who kind of does a lot of the. Uh, we kind of collaborate in some of the songwriting yep. stuff together, and he um, he dons the silver spacesuit. He's your DJ. Well, it, no, no, the DJ is actually a uh, a robot. Um, oh, right, we, of course. We picked up uh, that's that scooter, DJ scooter. We picked him up. He was the best score we've had so far. We picked him up in a uh, op shop in Braidwood. thing about Battlebird, which I mean we've spoken briefly about in the past and also with your clips um and i'll get to the music production in a minute but i really get that sense that it's all really do it yourself and you know finding that out about the robot because i the robot was the only element i went oh they've, they've tracked that down somewhere like that had to be you know an intentional per, uh, purchase but you've also just found it but it fits it fits with the whole thing that you do isn't it i mean it's it's everything's about it's about just do it yourself, and I guess it would have to be in that way in the first place because Elliot kind of wouldn't really been too interested if it got too uh, polished or too full on. I mean, the the thing is, I don't think I would either be that interested if it was too polished or um, considered either. Mm. I mean, the whole thing is, it's which is unusual actually because I've been in bands in the past where you you know trying so hard to get something to happen and you hear that whatever, new rock is going to be the next thing and you try and kind of mould your sound to fit in with trends. Mm. This is just so kind of far removed from any of that. It's just happened really organically and it's like, yep, that's a cool-looking robot. How can I let – it's a robot and it talks, man. It's got to be in the band. So it kind of really um, – it's happened all very organically. There hasn't been much um, – I guess there hasn't – everything's happened quite easily, which is usually a sign that um, – you're kind of doing yeah, something right. Yeah, doing a good thing. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that kind of brings me to a question I had saved for later. But the, is it is it kind of easy for you as a musician, as a later, a, at a I guess a later age or, or re-redoing <laughs> it? Yeah. Is it a bit nicer to sort of, like you just mentioned, not have to worry too much about borrowing sounds and listening to sounds and drawing upon influences? Like you just enjoy it a little bit more now rather than being too self-conscious about it? Oh, absolutely! Like, um, and I guess the album uh, itself, the album "Life Is Good" that we put out, is it's a real kind of mixed bag of different styles. Mm. And I re- I've always been a big fan of um, bands, and I'm going to have to throw it back to it. Like the Beastie Boys, yep. they could have a hardcore track, they can have a straight up old school 808 drum beat, you know, um, hip hop track, and then they can do some kind of wig out, wig out, you know, ten minute jam sort of thing. Mm. Um, uh, I've always liked that about like bands that can do that and do it really well. It's not too um, um, thought about, I guess. Maybe yeah, sure. Like, it's not uh, too contrived. 
No, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Uh, yes, not too contrived. It's like Ween is another yeah. massive influence. They just got the best, best kind of pop tunes. But if you listen to a lot of the lyrics, it's it's quite quite bent. Um, not saying <laughs> our stuff's bent, but it's. I like the fact that they play with different different styles. So that's always appealed to me. Like not to be kind of, uh, and the fact you know Elliot he loves MIA, but he also likes you know a bit of. Dark punk, and then he's you know uh, he's happy to belt out a bit of Adele when it's on there as well. So it's I guess kids listen to music differently. Like, yeah. I remember even like when we were kids. I guess when you were listening to Countdown, it you you could like the Buggles, but then you could like you know Iggy Pop will be on there doing mm. something, scaring all the teenage girls, and you could be into that. So I I, I kind of approach music a bit like a, a mixtape, I guess when yeah. I'm putting stuff together and I've kind of always been that way but you would kind of work was a bit of a detriment when I was in bands in the past because you know it was pretty hard to pigeonhole your sound but with battle boat it's just like there's no we're not trying to you know we're just doing it for ourselves and our friends and it just so happens that a few other people are kind of digging it which is which is awesome yeah but yeah not not thinking about it too much maybe that's the that's the key that's the key I think start because uh, Ho Ho Let's Go obviously wasn't from the album but that seemed to just be a separate track that landed on ABC on the Christmas album was that sort of the start yeah. of you thinking okay well this could probably be a bit, be a bit more than what it is at the moment no it was funny actually because we had recorded this, the uh, album which was released through ABC we had actually pretty much recorded everything we were just tying up the loose ends and overdubbing a few bits and pieces by the time Ho 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 uh, let's go came out so we we were approached by abc and they said look are you keen to put on a show on a christmas track on the album as well and we're oh, you can't say no to that it was like always <laughs> <laughs> oh, wanted to record a christmas no no I, I i think that's not us that's not our style thanks but anyway <laughs> yeah but i i mean the ramones did one of the greatest christmas tracks of all time um merry christmas i don't want to fight tonight which is an absolute <laughs> classic. So I've always, ever since I heard that as a kid, I just wanted to write a Christmas tune. Yeah, sure. We, you know, we've got the opportunity. So we kind of knocked that out in, oh, they actually, ABC said, look, if you can get it to us in like two weeks sort of thing, um, we'll, we'll, you know, consider it for the album. So oh we God. just and is this, was, was this off the back of the, the other stuff they'd heard? Yeah, that's right. They were they were stoked with. We'd been kind of sending them tracks back and forth. They'd been you know amazing, um, and just on the kind of the strength of the stuff that they'd heard for the for the Battle of the Album, they kind of approached us to do the Christmas wow. track. And, um, yeah, two weeks we hadn't. We just wrote, recorded it, mixed it, um, and we're really happy with how it turned out. Actually. What is the process? What's what's the songwriting process for you? Like, how how involved is Elliot? When does he come in, or when is that enough? When do you need just you know Luke time to finish it off? What's the how does it work with the two of you? Um, 
I've noticed it start it started to change. I mean, obviously, when we wrote the first album, Elliot was pretty young, so we all kind of had a few tunes floating around from, um, you know, from the last ten years of recording. And actually, one of the songs, "This Room," which is probably one of my favourite tracks on the album, I wrote for Elliot when he was born. It was um, a friend helped out with that, and it just so happened that um, it was you know the last turned out to be the last song on the album. Um, and and it was the first song we did a video clip for as well. So it's kind of this whole battle that has been, in a way, it's been kind of floating around for ten years. But it sure. never really, I never thought of it as a band with my son and and a robot DJ. It just kind of happened, <laughs> just, just the way it panned out, which makes perfect sense to us. But it's kind of when you try and explain it to people, I'm just like, look, just look at the video, or you know, it'll make perfect sense when you see, when you see one of the videos. I think it'd be hard to explain if you told someone you've been thinking about it for ten years. So I've, I've been thinking about this idea of my child with a with a DJ. You don't have kids, I know, but at some point I'll have a kid, and then I'll have this DJ robot. <laughs> yes, that's true. That would be harder to explain. <laughs> so, um, do you do it all yeah. at home? Are you recording? Are you recording in your lounge room, or did you take stuff to a studio at some point, or? Uh, that whole the whole album is recorded um, in either at home or at my um, yeah in, in the garage. My we took took it to my mate's house in Bermagui as well. He's got a better kind of yep. less eighties orientated setup than mine, so he's got <laughs> some decent monitors and stuff. So we mixed it there and did some overdubs. Um, and uh, we've actually started working on the the next album now, and it's kind of. Uh, it's, it's starting out a bit differently because Elliot's he's been taking piano lessons and stuff. But oh, um, right. so he he's kind of writing a few of the tunes, um, definitely helping with the lyric writing. And if I come up with a melody, I'm like Elliot, does this cut it? And he'll kind of either give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. And if he says no, nah, then then it's, it doesn't even get a look in. If he says no, nah, look, I don't think it's um, I don't, I don't think, think it's, it's catchy. I don't think it's Battlebird. <laughs> How do you how do you find live? How did you find or and how did Elliot find when you did like a, a, the crowds for you a bit different playing to children or what's the? Well, it's it's they either like it or they don't, and thankfully. Um, most of them like it, but there are, it's a tough crowd because you don't you don't get you know they're dancing, they're into it, or they're running off chasing yeah. a you know, dog with a fluffy tail or something like that. It's but it was good. The first we kind of it wasn't a case of faking it till you make it. But the first gig we, we got offered, um, the second gig I should say we got offered was a pretty massive one on a big stage at Kidtopia up in Sydney. Yeah. And they were like, they were going to put us on one of the smallest, like a little small stage at the back of the fairgrounds. And we're like, oh look, we look, we really need to be on the big stage. We've got a, you know, we've got we've got props. We've got, we've like, got a smoke robot. Machines. We got we got a robot DJ. They're like, are you sure you can you can do it? Oh no, yeah, no worries. And so they said, all right, yeah, you're on the big stage. And we're like, holy crap. So we just got in there and just you know just had had an absolute blast. But um, you know, it, it's kind of a good way to do it. Just could throw yourselves into the deep end. Elliot had no reservations about going on the big stage. It was me going, well, well you know, maybe we should, you know, work our way up. And he's like, man, it's got big speakers. It's got, you know, we get a, we get a better rider. We get, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was it was great. And it, it, it's worked out 
fantastically because as a result of that one big show we've kind of got a, a few off the back of that mm. which um it's awesome awesome live footage as well it makes it look like we're playing to thousands and then <laughs> camera and back and you know there's a uh, some you know some kids running around in paddock yeah but, um, <laughs> we we did play a show in glenworth valley over christmas in, um 41 degree heat wow i was the only person in jeans and the, the whole festival and the helmet and they said can you play for an hour so it was uh what doesn't kill you yeah. makes you makes, makes you weaker you, yeah it makes you slightly insane i imagine from heat heat exhaustion one thing i want to talk about because obviously the first album you obviously went the lyrics um because there's some songs obviously that just you elliot's not singing on so yeah. he's obviously not has as much input in that stuff yeah, as, I, as i imagine yeah. but there's there is one thing about um life is good the album it's just really uplifting it's not that it's necessarily fun but it's a very uplifting joyous yeah. album did you did you i mean did the lyrics come easily or is that just i mean i also in my head i just think if you're working with your kid, that would just come out naturally in you. Yeah, that's it's really interesting. You picked up on that. I've kind of I've got goosebumps as you mentioned that. That it's it was that uplifting thing is really um, kind of important to me. Like it's I, I I was very conscious that I didn't want it to be a, um, a kind of a patronising album for kids, and mm. I didn't want it to be preachy for that matter either. Uh, but I wanted it to be positive and uplifting, and it's something. Um, I mean, thankfully, I'm still quite young at heart, um, mm-hmm. and Elliot is just young, so <laughs> it, it's it, it's just a really. And I'm aware that maybe in three years' time or four years' time, Elliot may not want to be doing this. I'm hoping he does, but if uh, yeah, you know, sure. for whatever reason he decides, you know, when he's a teenager, if he doesn't. I'm hoping he'll don the uh, the you know I could pass the helmet over to him at some point, which yeah. would be good. Yeah. But I'm you know I'm aware that this is just a kind of a pretty magical time um, for both of us. Mm. Uh, mm. I'm really really um, grateful that you know I've had the opportunity to do this with Elliot. But the the uplifting thing does come pretty naturally. Like if you if you're doing it with your kid, I guess it's hard to put your finger on. It's just. Um, that's quite it's quite powerful kind of making music with your kid. I've always I just like urgent anthemic uplifting music. I don't, and it's you know, I kind of always just uh, gravitate towards that. And so when so when we got to play at the uh, Fairgrounds Festival in yep. December, the Japan Droids were playing, yeah, and they're sure. my new favorite band, and they're it's uplifting, anthemic, you know, rock um, mm. anthem. Then, but it's it's got that kind of happy, sad vibe as well. Which I've always there's something about the it's the modest mouse thing too where it's a little it's the happy sad vibe where it's still upbeat but you know it's um um I don't, there's something about that if you can nail that and there's there's a couple of songs on in particular where uh, they're the ones where elliot isn't singing but in particular the song i was i mentioned before this room which i wrote for elliot when he was born 
um, it's not your typical kind of slow, uh, I don't want to say sappy, but you know what I mean? It's not your typical song for a kid, you know, like it's just, you know, it's just power pop. Um, there's a there's a bunch of those elements on there. There's one in particular song which, even though Elliot's on it, is Space Chase. But but you talking about those lyrics yeah. and that sad that sad yeah, happy yeah. sad thing. There's a there's that line on it which I, I really hope I've got this right. But there's a line where you say um, which Elliot sings. Where it says when you think when when you're thinking about leaving, yeah, and all this space is too much. When you think of your hotel, one planet's enough. Is that have I got those lines right? Or you got is it almost exactly almost right. <laughs> when you think of your hometown, one planet's enough. But that's, oh, when you think of your, <laughs> I got a hotel. Hotel's pretty sad. <laughs> but but there's but but that line, um, I was really I was kind of really taken aback by that because it's exactly what you're saying. There was something about it I kind of went, God, that's actually sort of really not melancholy, sad. It doesn't make me feel sad, but there's something quite. Um, it's it's uh it's almost lamenting, you know what I mean? It's almost a lamentful type of line. But then having a child sing it, I was I was really disarming. Yeah. I wasn't quite well, ready for it. Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing. I, I kind of we like um, like the fact that it's we're not kind of doing. Uh, I mean, it's kids' music, but it's not kids' music. Um, that song is actually about the robot wanting to leave the pan because he misses his planet, he misses his family. Right. So that's, we're saying, you know, please don't go is the chorus uh, mm. to the robot. So we're saying, you know, if you think about leaving, um, if this space is too much, if you, mm. you know, when you think of your hometown, hometown, one planet's enough. Basically the same thing, you know, please don't go, you're part of the family. We're, we're in the process of doing a video clip for that, which is pretty, yeah. which is which is awesome because we get to, you know, do all the green screen. Yeah, sure. Good stuff. Necessarily for the children's market per se, was it? You sort of accidentally landed there. Is that what it was? It's, well, it's, um, it's a funny one actually because we're not. We, we the album was released through ABC, but it's not ABC Kids. Hmm. It's obviously not an adult album, but there are some tracks that probably wouldn't be out of place on adult stations. But it's um, we're kind of in this weird sort of area which. I think the reason the ABC are quite excited by it is because there's there's not a lot mm. of children's music that kind of fits this sort of um, this niche, I guess. And yeah. the, and the niche we for us it's a no-brainer. It makes perfect sense because you've got these you know amazing bands like yourself and Justine Clark, which are doing music for a slightly younger age mm. group. Um, and I remember because Yo Gabba Gabba came out when. Elliot was first born, and I was just blown away because you got these you know, amazing bands like Dinosaur Junior, mm. Hot Heat, um, Lady Tron doing, you know, guesting on this kids show, which is you know obviously yeah. made a pair of eighties eighties uh, nuts. It's got you know some mm. amazing drum machine sounds, and for me that was that was massive. 
um, kind of light bulb moment for me, I guess, when I saw Yo Gabba Gabba. It was the first uh, I took Elliot to see them play at the Opera House. Um, and then I just started thinking, well, maybe there's ways of writing music for kids at a slightly older age, in a slightly older age group. Um, mm. Like I said, you've got these, you've got amazing literature. You've got all, you know, Roald Dahl doing his, you know, incredible stories for that. Yeah, right. Scrap between, you know, for the, you know, seven to 11 yeah, year old. Yeah, sure. Then That's a got, really good point. You got the Pixar movies, mm. like I said. You got all. Oh, you got whole TV stations like ABC Me, which yeah, are yeah. devoted to that age group. But there doesn't seem to be any any music. I guess a lot of the kid, a lot of the kids of that age group are listening to the Top Forty by that stage. But a lot of that's not particularly suitable. I guess it's pretty sexualized. A lot of it. Um, so for me, it was kind of a no-brainer. Now that Elliot's at that age, um, and his cousin ollie my nephew is is 12 years old and he's just you know he's just as keen to um, be involved in battlebird as as elliot so for me it was like wow this is kids music but then you when you you know, you listen back to it. It's there is, like you said, there's that kind of um, slightly. Uh, um, it's not melancholic vibe, but there's that kind of. You know, as a parent, when you're a parent, it's you're filled with heartache a lot of the time. There's, mm. it's just that, like, it's hard to describe the feeling of um, of being a of being a parent to someone that's not a parent. And so we've just tried really? to capture that. But that, you know, it's a whole bunch of emotions. You got this kind of, you know, like, my God, why didn't I do this earlier, sort of thing. So you got the excitement rolled in with the, um, hard for me to kind of describe, I guess. But it's just <laughs> a um, a feeling. It's just a feeling you kind of get as a parent, which um, we've just with Battlebird, I've tried to um, put together as best I can uh, in a way that um, you know. And it kind of captures all those feelings, I guess. I guess also with that age group, I mean, if you are looking at, the, when you're talking about, you know, stuff that's a little bit more melancholy, I mean, I guess as soon as you hit that six to seven, which you've experienced with Elliot, is there's a massive leap between the consciousness, consciousness in a child that's, and what they can, what absolutely. they can, what they can yeah. A, understand what they are and B, what they can be affected by the things they don't yeah. understand. They don't take it personally. They kind of go, well, I don't understand that. So what does that mean? As opposed to I'm really confused and bewildered. They yeah. can, they can deal with their confusion a bit more, which allows you, I guess, to be a little bit more complex with your emotions and what you're sort of portraying through the album. Is that, is that a reasonably fair thing to say for you? Oh, yeah, that's, that's spot on. Uh, I mean, there's a case of, um, so Elliot swapped schools last year mm. and, um, uh, you know, he's he's fitted in really well. Uh, it's actually the, the school that I went to when I was, he's in the exact same classroom that I was in, which, again, <laughs> kind of stirs up all this weird yeah. emotion. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he got knocked back from the school recorder program. They've got a recorder program, and apparently um, – <laughs> Apparently, you have to try it out. So we we got a formal letter saying, after lengthy consideration, Elliot has been 
you know, we've decided not to accept him into the recorder program. As in, do you mean recorder as in like the instrument, the recorder? The, the instrument, the recorder. <laughs> and he's, then, a, he's a signed artist with ABC. That's brilliant. Because uh, there's there's a line, um, and they were unaware. Not that it would you know should make a difference, yeah, but they were unaware. Ellie was in Battlebird at the time. But there's a line <laughs> on uh, "Bounce to the Beat," one of our songs on "Life Is Good," which is yeah. um, what's the line before? Anyway, the the punchline is I even look cool when I play the recorder. That's Ellie. <laughs> um, that was written before. That was written before. Not, back. But it was recorders. Oh my god! I, I just I didn't realise that was still. I'd been banished with the cane. Putting the philosophy into practice then, was he, do you think he coped with that better knowing he had this secret of Battlebird? Do you know what I mean? Like, if you I, think I, none I, of this existed and he got that, he'd be the kind of kid that probably would have taken that quite personally. Um, or it would yeah, have cared. It, it is recorder. I, yeah, it is the recorder. Look, if it was the, you know, if it was the drums or the... Jeez, pretty you're much. Not, anything you're not allowed to learn electric guitar licks because that's uh, right. <laughs> you haven't passed. That's right. You're not rocking it. Um, I, I, I don't look. To be honest, I don't think he was that bummed when he found out. <laughs> so I, I dare say that um, letter will show up in the back of a Battlebird T-shirt one day. Um, but no, we had a bit of a laugh about that one. But I, you know, it's he's he's incredibly proud of what he's achieved mm. with Battle, you know, with Battlebird, and he. He should be. He thinks that this is what you do. You just start a band mm. with your dad. You've broken a robot and you, you know, put out an album. Um, I'm like, it's not that easy, but you know, maybe it should. It's, it's a, it's definitely a life lesson for me. Like, you know, Elliot's saying, you know, why not? Let's just, let's just record an album. You know, let's. And I guess it's not, the, not overthinking things is, is uh, yeah. It's definitely a lesson that um, I've uh, taken taken to heart with this is just have fun with it just run with it and see how far we can take it yeah. it was last week sorry last week we um uh we were on a flight to perth on Qantas, and um the battlebird album was featured on there so we it, that was like a after a full-on year last year just sitting back on the Qantas, sitting back with a couple of cold drinks, listening to ourselves on, mm. you know, on the long, um, on the flights at Perth was, um, that was pretty special. Well, I suspect there's very few fathers in the world that have had that experience, mate. In fact, I, I would wager to suggest there's probably one or two. So that puts you in a pretty good, pretty good, um, pretty good company. Um, yes. Just yes. quickly, because look, I'll let you go, and I do appreciate your time today. Um, two more questions: Where are you heading to now? What's next? You've got the new album. When when can we expect that to arrive? All, uh, all forty tracks of it. <laughs> That's right. The, uh, the triple album. This will be our <laughs> Frampton comes alive uh, effort. But we're we're kind of it's we're at the beginning stages of it. We've got a pretty clear idea of how it's going to sound it's going to be a lot more hip-hop influence well not influence but there'll be a lot more kind of hip-hop songs on it because it's just so much fun to play live mm. um so we're kind of leaning more towards that there'll definitely be a few uh kind of indie rockers in there as well um but we're probably look we're, we're you know elliot's got school and i've um i've just started a new job so i think we're definitely about six months away from yeah, sure at the least, I'd say we've got a, a few other cool little things in the pipeline at the moment, which are very early stages. But we're we're looking to 
we just, we just want to see how much, see how far we can take this, and how much you know. As long as it's fun, as long as it stays fun, we're just gonna we're gonna run with it. So um, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah we're, we're very keen to merchandise. We're, we've <laughs> merchandise. We're like, Elliot's like, come on, we need some lunch boxes. I'm like, damn straight, we need lunch boxes. <laughs> I know because Elliot's all over the Pokemon cards at the moment. If it's just taken over his um school, uh, his school or well, year four, it's just gonna running right the pokemon at the moment but i'm like battle bird trading cards yeah. so yeah. we're just trying to, we're trying to work <laughs> working on the merchandise which is you know which is important all keyboards and drum machines locked and loaded check we got fuel milk and cereal we're good to go all clear for blast off So just lastly, what is Space Chicken 2000? Oh, that's the uh, that's actually where we got the name for Battlebird. It's a robot chicken that I picked up at a garage sale when I was 17 or something, like when I was a teenager, and I've hung on to it since then because it's so freaking cool. It's actually called um, Spacecock. It's a weird Korean thing, and it's got lasers it's got missiles and it's got a little dude in the chest of it and it's got space cock emblazoned on the front and i remember when i started the band i'm like oh man i'd really like to you know name a band after this thing that kind of gave, gave me the idea for battlebird and my wife's like dude you cannot name it space cock i'm like okay okay <laughs> so after a little bit of brainstorming like battlebird she's like all right yeah, that'll do <laughs> so so space chicken 2000 is actually this um it features in Ho, 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 Let's Go. Mm. So um, we kind of you know, green screen ourselves into the chest of this chicken. <laughs> so essentially, it is our uh, time machine. It's our um, our space chicken time machine, <laughs> which, yeah. yeah. Of course it is. Yeah, of course, of it, course is. it is. Yeah. <laughs> It makes total sense. Um, Luke, thanks very much for chatting with me. Look, it really is um, – look, it's a real triumph, and I, and I do – and it's – you know, it's it's um it's filled with with music that I don't think your average person would probably pitch for no. kids, but it works and it's great. And you and look, even outside of how good it is for us to listen to, um, it sounds like it's been a really truly amazing thing to do with your kid. And I think a lot of people will be genuinely uh, a lot of. A lot of dads will be generally quite jealous of you uh, being able to do it so well and being able to hold on to a garage with such crazy 80s oh, synth stuff in it. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for talking to me today. And, yeah, it's real, real pleasure. And uh, hopefully I can get you back when the new album comes out. Oh, that would be fantastic. Uh, thanks, um, thanks heaps, Benny, for inviting us on. Um, but, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an incredible experience and I think it's, uh, it's going to just be the start of started something so yeah i really appreciate you appreciate your time yeah thank you if you'd like to know more about battlebird then head along to their website at battlebirdplanet.com and for more parent time goodness visit www.bennytime.com thanks for listening to me benny ask people questions (laughs) 